Welcome to Seem Better with your hosts, Clayton, Caleb, and Alex. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Seen Better. Welcome, welcome, boys and girls. Welcome to back to what we had going on before. We're doing our albums, our album go-throughs. And Yippee. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. We've got a... Uh, before I before I go into what we're talking about, I just want to say, uh, I know there's a couple of you that uh, really enjoy the NFL episode and... Um, about the search, and uh, one person even mentioned that uh, they'd like to hear a talk through about hope, and so um, we'll see about if that happens. We kind of already discussed some mm-hmm. hope related mm-hmm. things and some NF. We might come back to it at a later episode, but for now, you can just listen to the the search episode again. <laughs> I think this is just my two cents, but we'd probably give it a little bit of space before we revisit yeah. NF. This is news. You got feedback on the episode? Yeah. Oh. Wait, on here? No. Or no. like in person? In person. Oh. Yeah. Wait. Oh, also, that brings Wait. up another point I want to bring up. If you guys are one of our listeners who listens in every week, or if you're just, I don't know, listening for the first time, feel free to drop us a review. Yeah. A good one, hopefully, if yes. you enjoyed it. <laughs> or if you yeah. hate it, you know, that that's fine. Yeah. To each their own, you know? And, uh, we, we don't have thin skin, I hope. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you are a new listener, welcome. Welcome to the welcome to the podcast. My name is Caleb. Um, I produce. That's Clayton. I talk. Yeah. <laughs> I organize then, all the, the episodes. And then Alex is here. Hi, I'm Alex. I Al- kind of talk too. Alex sometimes. is like <laughs> Alex is like the uh, the backbone that like sort of like sets the sand that you seek in. And so this episode, (laughs) are you trying to loot this into the album? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Continue. This episode, we are going to be talking about Noah Khan. So I was just like 10 minutes ago proven wrong. I thought it was Noah Kahan. Why is there an H? I don't understand. It's silent. So his, his, I know why (laughs) his, his last name is. K A H A N and it's pronounced Khan. I don't know why, but it's that's just the way it is. So Noah Khan and his album Stick Season. It came out um in twenty twenty two. I don't know exactly what month. Um October fourteenth. Yeah, October fourteenth. Um prior to that, the song Stick Season came out. Um that came out I think during COVID. Um, mm. He first released it on TikTok um, as just like a little promo, and then that that little like blurb that he wrote went popular. So then he he wrote the full thing. What blurb? Like blurb of the song? Huh? Like blurb of the song? Yeah, he like wrote like the chorus or something, and then published it on, on TikTok, and then that got oh. that got went viral. Um, gotcha. So that came out. See, this is a great example of someone using tiktok as a platform and not becoming just a one-hit wonder yes that's pretty great yeah because he he already did have a little bit of a platform his um Mm -hmm. his album uh well and about using tiktok as a platform to to run through songs um light switch was made in a similar fashion charlie booth did a series of tiktoks about how he Mm -hmm. was just kind of messing around he had a clip that went through and then the same thing with um 
NF on his song called Chasing off of the Clouds mixtape, I believe. That one was made off so. of a, that was made off of a clip as well, but it wasn't okay. wasn't on TikTok. I think it went through his Reddit that he had and then <clears throat> on Twitter. And a fan made a I don't know, a 45 second add-on to it and got into the song. Nice. Yeah, lucky guy. So Noah Khan was already um, decent. I mean, he already had a decent fan base. Um, Still relatively underground, though. Yeah, I I, I actually liked uh, a couple of the songs before before Six Season came out. Uh, Glue myself shut in Maine from his Cape Elizabeth album. Um, and he had a 2019 album, Busy Head, and then Northern uh, uh, Stick Season is the album that really um, that really kicked off. And Northern Attitude actually came out before the whole album, so Northern Attitude and Stick Season. Both came out before the whole album, and then the mm-hmm. album dropped, and everyone went everyone went crazy, <clears throat> including me. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I listened uh, to this album for the first time back in December. Was it in December? Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it the car ride? Yep. Okay. To Seattle. Yep. Yep. That was an epic car ride. That was. Yeah. We resumed, <laughs> and the ride back was even more epic. <laughs> yeah. With Alex, <laughs> my ride back was pretty good too. Oh, but I wasn't there, so yeah. That was when I passed the ten cars in a row. <laughs> yeah. So fun story from my, uh, yeah, from my uh, New Year's. It was a great New Year's. Oh, so good, so good. I spent it all at an airport. <laughs> and Taco Bell. Yep. And Taco Bell. Yeah. And the, the back, back seat of, of my Alex's car. car. Yep. Because <laughs> I was stuck in Seattle, which is three hours away from where we all live, and I could not get back because my flight was canceled, and then they kicked me off the shuttle. So I had to either wait till like nine in the morning catch the next shuttle or find someone to come get me but everyone's celebrating new year's eve so alex <laughs> was open <laughs> i was about to and then dan gave me a call he's like uh-huh. yo what are you doing right now i was like <laughs> well i'm about to buy a drink but i guess uh, <laughs> i guess not <laughs> i guess not what were you gonna buy though um there was a cider my mom and i were going to grab some we and I almost, I, I walked by and I was like, you know, maybe I get a cider. And then. Like hard? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I decided against it. And then um, not 10 minutes later, Dan gives me a call. Who who are, who are the listeners who like the NF episode? Yeah, I was like, who gave us feedback? Uh, we should give them the shout out. It was, one of them was Ava. I don't remember. She She's one of the anchored. Oh, I know her. Yeah. She babysits my uh, nieces and nephews. I think oh. I've talked to her like once. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Ava. We'll yeah. uh, hopefully do another <laughs> NF episode out there. Um, in the distant future. Yeah, in the distant future. Yeah. We've got we've got a couple other things lined up um, for the upcoming episodes, which will be exciting. Yeah. But let's go ahead and should we should we talk about next week or like the future right yeah. now? Yeah, let's we... go ahead and do that. All right. Yeah. So next week we're gonna be covering uh, our last album for probably a little bit. We'll come back to albums in the future, but for this like mini series of albums we'll we'll end it with the, the the following episode next week which will be on the lost in the sound of separation by under oath so right. if you have not heard that uh, oh. you should go give it a listen it is a uh, metalcore so <laughs> I was, you are warned <laughs> i was a little bit different from these other two albums but yep yeah what well, was i was um playing destiny 2 with some people yesterday and somebody queued up an under oath song and I, was like, slaps. and I was like, why, why, why do I remember these people specifically? 
I remember you mentioning that, that album and I was like, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite albums and yeah, it'll be fun. That'll be linked below. So if, if you don't want to have to go search that out, it will be in the little description thing. Yeah. So I think it's also great that for these three episodes, we've done three albums that are completely different from each other. Yep. Hip hop. Yeah folk and metal (laughs) the trifecta (laughs) those are like kind of like our three personalities oh yeah (laughs) nice yeah we got the hip-hop forge master (laughs) (laughs) forging bars (laughs) in his garage (laughs) the 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 barista folk (laughs) and then the the metal tech (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> beautiful that'll be the name of the episode <laughs> metal tech <laughs> metal tech oh alright yeah so let's go ahead and jump into the the album the first song in the album is Northern Attitude and we're gonna give that a little listen real quick there is um there is some language in the song so just be aware of that <gasps> And welcome back. I hope you had a good listen. That was Northern Attitude, the first song in the album. It, um, yeah, I, I love this one. It's one of one of my one of my top eight um, <laughs> <laughs> songs from the album. <laughs> or, yeah, songs yeah from it's the album? in my top fourteen <laughs> for I'm, sure. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I have a really hard time deciding. Um, I, it's definitely not my favorite, but I really enjoy the song. I really like how it changes. It starts out with the with the with the nice strumming and in like a, a low verse first verse, and then there's that like four four counts of rest, and then it goes, mm-hmm. and then it, and then it, it drops and epic and high high pump. It's pumping you up for the episode or the for the episode. It's pumping you up for the album. <laughs> this, episode. You know, it, this episode. It's a. Uh, it's getting you stoked mm-hmm. to be attentive and to focus on and to i don't yeah. know what i'm saying i think i think that uh that triple uh 16th note picking he does is really cool it's nice yeah it's, it's it sounds nice. good and um yeah it's kind of i don't know if it's necessarily i i guess it is kind of prefacing um somewhat of of the album it like has some things where it's like talking about him i guess and possibly a lover yeah. um all of these songs i'm not really exactly sure what he's talking about in every sense mm. um he's a he's a little bit vague yeah but i think when he, was, he brings out when he says the word you a lot like at the beginning of each stanza yeah which i think is a it's a it's a i mean i think that's great poetry mm-hmm. but yeah it kind of feels like he's talking like uh just about you in general, not like anybody specific. I think. Hmm. I think he also might be talking to himself. You know, because mm. yeah. it's like I I don't know if he's like lost a wife or he, if he divorced, but it's like you build a boat, you build a life, you lose your friends, you lose your wife. Um. So maybe this is kind of like a sort of existential, like where where am I? What does it all mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like where are you? Where what, what does it mean? Um. Yeah. So it, it kind of sounds like he's talking in the second person. Is that where you talk to yourself as you? Is that what second person is? It's 
That one, that one, that one I always struggle to understand. Like, it's, it's it's a weird one. It's like a uh, instruction manuals. Yeah. You use well, talking so like, in the second person. First person is I walked down the hallway. Second person is you would walk down the hallway. Yeah. Third person yeah. is she walked down the hallway. You know, or yeah. they walked down the hallway. Or, so it's a little more like instructional instead of like narrative, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah, I always have a, a a struggle gripping my head around second person because it just confuses me. Have you ever seen that YouTube video on second person video games? Yes, the one with That's the car. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll link that down below That's if I can awesome find video. it again. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's you know, forgive my northern attitude. Mm-hmm. I was raised out raised out in the cold. I'm sure Clayton, you can understand. I can. <laughs> Raised in Alaska. <laughs> if the sun don't don't rise till the summertime, forget my northern attitude because I was raised on Little Light. Um, yeah. So, where where's he from? It's, I think he's in the Vermont, New Hampshire era area. Yeah. Era. <laughs> I, th- I think it's Vermont. I, I think mm. it's Vermont. Um, because he uh, he was talking in one of them about um, just how like gray everything is. And how, um, especially like come, come once the summertime leaves, there's just like a season where everything is just sticks. And that's what the the next song is talking about, stick season. So let's go ahead and talk about that one. And welcome back from that little listen. Hope you had a good one. This one is, I'd say probably the most, the most popular song in uh in in the uh in the album i mean it is the title track yeah they're yeah. usually more so popular on spotify it's got 13 or uh, 136 million versus the next one northern attitude which has 38 million hmm. so yeah. definitely way, way up there um and I, I do really like this one it's very it's very vibey very boppy um, it is sort of like northern attitude um when that four on the floor comes in with that German club bass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something also that I love that uh, Noah, Noah Khan does is um, if you go to his YouTube channel, I'll link that down below as well. Um, he posts some like acoustic covers um, mm. where, where he does them live, which is really cool. He does that for I don't know which ones. He does that for Orange Juice for sure. Um, gotcha. And I think he does it for Stick Season as well. I could be wrong about that though. But anyway, this song. Um, it's about the just like the grayness and sort of like seasonal depression that he gets because Vermont just turns gray when it's not summer and it just you know makes him sad I can relate to that yeah um <laughs> yeah today's pretty gray um it is but honestly I had a great day so I did too I was excited to see the rain because uh, the last time it rained was Monday which I guess wasn't that long ago but it feels like forever <laughs> yeah for me it doesn't because my back's been hurting for the last four days yeah <laughs> see i i love the rain i like yeah. the rain i don't, I don't yeah I, yeah i was like lord thank you for the rain because yeah you know we need the rain amen especially in this valley where it's fire happens all the time yeah yeah it's way too dry here yeah. <laughs> so uh this song is talking about a lover it appears um because um i actually watched one i think it's like genius episode or whatever it mm-hmm. is, you know, how they do those things where it's like, what does this song actually mean? Yeah. Um, and he's talking about, he you know, he had this um, relationship with this person in this small town. And then he keeps seeing, you know, her again and, like, saw your mom. She forgot that I existed, sort of. Um, and then um, 
yeah, there's that line, you know, Doc told me to travel, but there's COVID on the planes. This was written in the middle of COVID, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's not yeah. a good time. Yeah. For this man. Yeah. I like the line, you once called me forever, now you still can't call me back. I don't know. I just oh, like yeah. that one. Yeah. Foreshadowing. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, a, there's a song later. Yeah. Not the next one, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that wasn't a segue, I promise. <laughs> but um, I, usually, I'm not one to uh like songs with like that floor the four on the floor beat because it's so overused but i think it's used very well in the song especially yeah. since it it's not well. the whole song yeah it comes yeah. in second chorus i think or <clears throat> second verse yeah because pretty much 70 percent of uh western music uses like that kind of yeah. beat or something similar to that and it's yeah it's so lazy but there are times when it works well and i think this is one of those times yeah mm-hmm. The song is is very interesting. It, it not only does it depict the the weathering of time when seasonal changes happen because it's from it's from fall to winter, but it is also talking about relationships where when you weather those people change, and sometimes it always doesn't work out. So that memory that you have of them either stays good, or it goes to one that is somewhat filled with pain and just not a greater memory. Mm-hmm. or one that would be correlated with a gray season. And so well, it's like, it's well, just think, one of those things that goes through. Yeah. Well, I think also that the, he's using the weather to kind of reflect this, the, the situation that his relationship is in mm-hmm. to where everything's like dead and dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can tell that he definitely put way too much. Um, I mean, like, like most people do, I feel like, but way too much, hope and reliance on a relationship yeah. sounds, especially during covid yeah. yeah it sounds like you put a lot on the line for this you know the line uh i thought that if i piled something good on all my bad it's like that's not gonna work you need one thing to, to lay your bad down you know yeah we don't know what that is but yeah. um and like the i'm no longer funny because i missed the way you laugh how tragic is that you don't you don't you shouldn't be funny to make other people laugh you should be funny to make yourself laugh be funny yeah, if no funny. one else laughs. Yeah, <laughs> my humor doesn't make everybody laugh. I don't care. I laugh. Dude, I, make, I laugh in the car all the time. Just I alone. Make, yeah, I make the stupidest <laughs> of puns all the time, and they're not funny, but I find them hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's definitely, um, you know, he he's given this person all of his love when he still needs to contain some of that, and and you know, there's a better place to mm. put that. And love must go upward before it goes outward. Yeah. Speaking of giving someone all your love, though, the next song in the album is All My Love, and it's fantastic because there's a special instrument that's used in this one. Oh, boy. And welcome back from that listen. I I love the the sound of this song because it uses a mandolin, and it's it's very roll along to the beat, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I'm actually looking at the lyrics now and maybe they aren't the best of lyrics (laughs) (laughs) as you may have been able to tell. Um, Yeah, but it brings up Retrograde, the song Retrograde. You should go look that up. It's by James Blake. It's It's kind of vibey. Yeah, it's kind of vibey. But yeah, it's like (laughs) we sang Retrograde. We'd shake the frame of your car. Now I know your name, but not who you are. It's, yeah. So if that's not hookup culture for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
maybe uh, not the best of meanings in this uh, in this song. Um, yeah. I, I mean, as you can tell, he's giving someone all his love when you shouldn't give people all your love because yeah, people can't really yeah yeah. And it's like um, later in the song goes, I lean I lean in for a kiss three feet from your where your parents slept. Uh, look so confident, babe. I swear, I was scared to death. My hands gripped the wheel, and I smelled stupid the whole way home. I'm sure people can relate to that, you know. <laughs> when you you hang out with someone, and then you're just like you're just beaming the whole way home. Mm-hmm. Um, well, those five words I, uh, in my head, you said, "I'll never let you go." So obviously, he's putting way too much into this relationship, as most people do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, literally, the title of the song is "All My Love." All yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. When. There's one place where it's like you're you're you emptying play. the bank. Yeah, I, it's like <laughs> you're going broke. <laughs> it, and let's see, it's not even an investment. This is something. Well, well, I, it, I guess it could be an investment. It could have had a return. It just didn't have a return. Yeah, yeah. I I found He's it talking interesting. About, oh, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was like I was gonna find it. I said I found it interesting that the title is "All My Love," yet the song is him directly talking about how he's growing apart from this person. Mm. So. Yeah. Evidently, there's not all your love. Otherwise, it wouldn't. You wouldn't be feeling this distance. There'd be reciprocate feelings there. Yeah. And then when he's talking about like, uh, I hope your scars heal. I think he's the one that has scars that need yeah, to heal. Yeah. Like there might be some projecting here. Yeah. But like as far as the the uh, the instrumentals and the melodies go, I think this is probably one of my favorite songs from the album. Yeah. It sounds like, great. Yeah. It's. It made me. It made me actually bring out the mandolin the other day. I was. I oh, was, I heard you. I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's interesting because a, a lot of these lines, I I wasn't really able to tell what he was saying because he he kind of. Um, He's not the best at dictation. Yeah, I, I mean, even <laughs> even in his um like his his interviews and videos, he he something he talks a little bit um. I don't want to be mean or anything. Um, he, he's not the clearest at Lispy. talking. I, I don't know if it's like a lisp or like some sort of um, hmm. impediment or something. But he's he he his talk is just a little bit hard to understand. Um, okay, I, I need to actually like see what the lyrics are saying. <laughs> I mean, he he makes it work, and yeah. it gives him a, a sound. Yeah, I, I really love the the sound of his voice. I think it's mm-hmm. it's it's really unique, and especially. Yeah. Um, this one doesn't have it. Have it. Some of the some of the later songs do, but the um, the falsetto he uses is like mm. is, is 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 incredible. Yeah, and I like the the vocal melodies he writes. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. So this song sort of talks about how you know he's given someone like like the title says all all his love and things don't really pan out pan out in the end. And the next song is sort of talking talking about a similar situation with a lover that has come and gone and the next song is she calls me back yeah so that was call me she calls me back um crazy song i love how there's just like a a number thrown in there i know it's uh i know it's nine digits or yeah nine digits and not ten like a phone number wouldn't need to be (laughs) but um that there's um i actually like when i first heard this i was like did he did he just dox someone (laughs) and actually I, i i like looked it up like what's his number or whatever and there was a whole like i think it was reddit or like one of those online forums where people talk um and pe- people were like uh there's like a huge line of discussion already when the song was like a month out or something mm. um and as people, reddit people does. think it was so he kind of goes eight 
two two nine, and there's kind of a pause there, so people think that it's eight o two. So mm. um, people think mm. that, and then um, if you look at the the more recent ones, it was like that number had now been like disconnected because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, so, that that whole rhythm he does up to the the phone number is it's kind of yeah, weird. and eight o two is a area code in Vermont, so. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and like we we're saying, that's where that's where uh, he's from. So, yeah, um, yeah. I just I just think that it's funny that it just throws the whole phone number, phone number in there. Sort of like the uh, what the eight five zero five. What's this? Eight six seven five yeah. three zero oh, yeah. nine. Yeah, the one. Uh, was that Springsteen? I don't know. <laughs> I just know that line. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm gonna get blasted for saying Springsteen. Well, no, none right. of our audience listens to Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. I doubt that. <laughs> The which which part were you talking about? Do you mean the does body yours? Do you lie away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it's it's a big contrast from the part before it, just mm-hmm. in terms of the rhythm, in terms of the rhythm. And so it's kind of like unexpected, and I think that adds to it a lot. I, I like I like I like how much contrast he has both mm-hmm. in in the and the differences between songs, and then also the differences within songs. Like Northern yeah. Attitude has the 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 like that you're saying the 16th count finger picking and then it goes into the huge drop after a f- solid uh, four seconds of stopping where this goes and then it goes for that part um, it's very much a jazz rhythm feels yeah. like and there's definitely some um some uh symbolism or meta- metaphorism i don't know in the uh in the lyrics, you know the, um, the a lot of biblical imagery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, whole there was heaven in your eyes. I was not baptized. Was, I could be your sacrifice. Yeah. Was the there was heaven in your eyes? I was not ready to be baptized. Was that like a a shying away from commitment? Was that what that was talking about? I think it's just like he wants in, but he didn't he didn't get the okay sort of. Even though that's not really what baptism is. Well, that's why I thought about mm. commitment because baptism is that like that. You're, it's not you're showing the world and you're committing wholeheartedly by letting everybody else know. So it's well, like, well, maybe then there was a commitment issue on somebody's well, part. Well, I, I think, think he's just saying he didn't get with her. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think he's he's that knowledgeable about what baptism is. I mean, from what I understand about what people outside of Christianity, or at least like biblical Christianity, believe is that like baptism is pretty like getting saved. So it's like you that's your ticket into heaven. Okay. It's like that was my yeah. ticket into your eyes. N- not your eyes, but <laughs> like <laughs> not literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean the Catholics believe that salvation comes through baptism. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what Catholics believe in, in totality, but yeah. Um <laughs> they're a little bit different. <laughs> I I do like the 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 line later though. The radio is taunting me every song a minor key. Mm. That's pretty good. I don't know. I just like that line. I do love minor key. There's a there's a there's a lot of lines that really really yeah. really hit, like the uh, you know lost for a long a long time two parallel lines it's like you're never gonna meet again, mm. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I really like this song. Um, there is, I didn't warn you beforehand, but there is a uh, there's a swear word in here, so just aware of that i guess don't tell your parents yeah don't tell your parents (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is this is caleb's warning after it's too late (laughs) yeah Yeah. sometimes the warning comes after the fact 
You know so. what? If you're listening to a podcast, you're you're old enough. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like just because there's one bad thing in it doesn't necessarily mean the whole thing's bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. See, I don't I don't really have an issue with language and music if it serves a purpose. Which most of the time it doesn't. Yeah, that's true. It's just kinda of thrown in there for edginess or just to be like shock value. But I think there are times when language is used very well to convey like a uh sense of like importance to that line like it stands out mm-hmm. when you have like one if you have one word of if you have like one vulgar word in a song that line sticks out from the rest of the song yeah completely. yeah i mean it, it, it's so do you, do you think so in this song uh the line is uh um look at me and don't you lie i could be your sacrifice but don't you hold your head up high for bs i do not have time I mean, if that's what the sort of like the theme of the song is, then that kind of like puts the yeah. theme. I mean, it's, I don't think it's like, uh, it's not a case of like, oh, that was a perfect use of that word, but it's like, I, I see what he did there. And like, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. So, okay. okay. Yeah. But to each their own, you know? Yeah. Once again, talking about, talking about a lover who is not there anymore, who, um, I sense a theme. Yeah. Who is, uh, who is not there anymore, but he wants her to, you know, sort of wants her to still come over, which is the name of the next song in the album. Come over. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got a lot of talk about the, uh, the stock market and whatnot, Mm. because what I think what I think it's talking about is him as a kid living yeah. in a house that wasn't great um, because um, I looked up how old he is. He's 26, so he was born in 97. So in 2008, when the stock market crashed, he would have been 11, Yeah, which kind of fits with how does, how yeah. old the kid would be in writing this thing. You know, the, um, I, know that, I know that it ain't much. I know that it ain't cool, but you don't have to tell the other kids it's cool. My dad will strike a rich. We'll be the big house in the block. Someday I'm going to be somebody people want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Also, another interesting fact, sorry, side note. He's born on January 1st. He's a New Year's baby. Oh, yeah. nice. Happy wow. birthday, Noah. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's not New Year's, but... <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, because, like, when you first, like, read the title and then hear the beginning of the song, like, within the context of the previous songs, you think the song is going to be about a relationship. Yeah. But he kind of pulls the rug out from under you. It's like, no, it's not about a relationship. It's about, it's about like, when I was a kid. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a friendship. Or like, yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people out there can relate to not having a great house. And so you, you don't mm-hmm. want to invite people over because you're like, you know, there's that like awkwardness and like, so almost like de superiority. Yeah. So I think he's like imagining his house being really great so that his friends can come over. Yeah. Yeah. And I really just love the, the use of imagery in the song. It's mm-hmm. really beautiful. The whole do you, don't don't you know that there's a coffin buried under the garden? It's gonna be there mm. when we got there, and it'll be that's, there when we leave. That's an awesome. Line. That that's how the song starts, and that's how the song ends. Yeah. So it's like he, he, there's he's like saying this, and then he's looking back at the memory, and then he's saying it again. It's like things are gonna yeah. be the way they were. So it looks beautiful, but there's something dead buried mm. there. 
and it's you can't do anything about it really yeah mm-hmm. so and just like there's just some great lines like the opening line is great i'm in the business of losing your interest and i turn a profit each time that we speak and that kind of goes along like with his discussion of the stock market too mm-hmm. the de- the um Oh, the oh, the word the words they went missing when the stock market crashed and the Dow Jones keeps falling. But I promise you, darling, when the with the view in the morning, uh, you won't ever go back. So, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the whole the, the one line the uh, and my mouth was designed for my foot to fit in it. Great line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this song, I mean, it it kind of kind of gives you like a new perspective about how how life in a uh, how how life for a lot of kids was. If you didn't grow up in that, you don't realize how that was. But then you can get that new perspective and see how it was and then understand more and have more empathy and sympathy or whichever word is correct. They mean the same thing. Yeah, sure. (laughs) People act like it's different, but really it's not. If you look up in the dictionary, they mean the exact same thing. Yeah. (laughs) But speaking of a new perspective, that is the next song. New perspective. Another another song that I really love. It's another uh, song. What? Another song. Another, another song. song. <laughs> another song. Gives you a new perspective. Does it? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the way he, he frames it, it kind of sounds like a new perspective is having it. The new perspective, the way he's putting it, is not a good thing. Yeah. So because it's like, ooh, this town's uh, for the record now. The intersection got a target, and they're calling it downtown. It's like. It sounds yeah. sounds like he's kind of bitter that they yeah, left. It does. I feel like there's there, there's a lot of bitterness that he's that he's got in his songs. Mm-hmm. So, um, I do. However, there's another line that I really like. Gave me your word, and now I can't pronounce it. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> mm. yeah. It kind of goes back to when he said, "Like, I know your name, but I don't know you." In the previous yeah, song, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I in this song, I think there's a lot of um. I don't know. A lot of imagery. I don't necessarily get the uh, whole liberal rednecks get drunk on a dirt road. The, the attention deficit kids in their gym clothes. I think he's just describing the town. Kind of, oh, okay. to me, says, like, lost connection, you know? Whereas, like, he's filling things in and saying, hey, you know, this is what happened. This is what happened. Since you're gone now. Yeah. You know? I thought I should fill you in because yeah. you're not here anymore. <laughs> you know? And he doesn't necessarily want that new perspective because he's like, you you and all your new perspective now. Wish I could shut it in the closet and drag you back down. Drag you back down to reality. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking like to the grave, but yeah, that makes no, sense. No, I was thinking... A little thinking, less bleak than that. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking back to back to when they were both in that same town and had that, that connection that they shared mm. is what I thought. Oh, okay. So. So I guess the question is, is this about a lover? I would say so. I mean, within the context of the album, it, I it would guess so as well. It feels like it is. I mean, the fir- the, fir- the first two lines, ooh, silence is making me stalled and nostalgic. So s- sitting in your apartment alone, and then two sides big. You're, you're sure in my apartment. apartment. Yeah, that, so that, that, that is true. Yeah. From- I, w- I would say, I was like, maybe it could be a best friend, except that line makes me think otherwise. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Why is oh, there we a shirt kids. in your oh, apartment? Oh, we were kids like making mistakes when you're kids but that'll make it less hard um, yeah and i think the the two sizes big is important because like when you have like a female significant other and they wear your shirts and they're bigger on them yeah two sizes too big yeah i think yeah. that's just pointing out he's like yeah girls like to wear oversized shirts because that's like 
just around the house because it's it's easy and comfortable. Yep. So I think we can confirm this is about a lover. Yeah, and it's also like um, it reveals how he doesn't necessarily want to take risks, I guess, anymore. In the the line following, I'd pr- um, if I could fly, I doubt he'd even do it. I'd probably get high or crash or something stupid, you know. Mm. It's like um, just kind of like scared to do things again, sort of. I think he doesn't have a whole lot of trust in himself. Yeah, or or other people for that matter. So yeah, he sounds based so far on what we've heard. Sounds kind of lost. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that even comes into fruition in later songs about yeah. him just being lost. So. The next song is not necessarily about being lost, but we shall see as we listen to Everything, Everywhere. All at once. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Everywhere, Everything. <laughs> everywhere, yeah. okay. Everything. Uh, yeah. Let's listen. <laughs> All right, welcome back <laughs> from the listening, Alex. I feel like you have something you you want to say about about ah. about the uh, the song. Um, I guess I was kind of just doing this as general knowledge for us, but yeah. Um, there's a line in this song where it talks about um, they write out their end on their palms, and they'll forget to read it. It's not a direct quote from the line, but that's that's interesting because um, in that situation when you're with somebody. And if you've ever written down a note on your hand to talk to them or they've written something on your hand, maybe a number or, you know, username or something like that, you know, just like where it goes in and you want to keep that. It's a fond memory, right? Because you're, you're preparing for something. And then it's also interesting because if, if you write out like a palm reading, your end is written out on your hand usually. When, when somebody, if you went in for a palm reading, it is distinctly or more often than not, it, it is something in your future. And usually it's, it's, it's when you're going to die, who you're going to meet those, those life, those, like those milestone moments, like when you're going to marry somebody who you're going to meet them, when you're going to be successful, when you're going to die. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. A solid double entendre. And then the whole, like we write the ends on our palms and then we forget to read. It's like, we forget to actually enjoy the book, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or to actually see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, just kind of looking at the song in general, sort of like almost like looking at an apocalypse, sort of. Yeah, I think it might be talking about COVID and just like how um, you know, it's been a long year is one of yeah. the yeah. one of the lines. And then um, we didn't know that the sun was collapsing until the seas rose and the buildings come crashing. Like they didn't actually come crashing, but society sort of collapsed during COVID. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so. I think he's um, just using that like metaphorically. Yeah. 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 Or I mean, or it could be relationship stuff, I guess. But possibly, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm. I mean, there is obviously some of that in there because I want to love you till we're food for the worms to eat. Nice, I guess. <laughs> till our fingers decompose, you know. You know, no, it's till death you part, no, not till the worms do you part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, it's, it's interesting. It seems in the reflection of this song. He he asked, "Would we survive in a horror movie?" And he's like, "I doubt it. We're too slow moving." So he's he in his hindsight, he's already realized that this relationship or whatever was going on was doomed from the start. Yet he still wants to ride it till it dies. Mm-hmm. So he's still along for the ride. Um, whether or not that was good for him, I doesn't really say in this song. Um, it sounds like he was willing to go down with the ship 
for this one. But I just thought that was interesting that, you know, he he knew that it was destined to not work out from the start. Mm-hmm. And I just love the line that he uses multiple times of, till our fingers decompose, I'll keep my hands in yours. That, like, symbolically, I will hold your hand till yeah. it's no longer possible. Mm-hmm. Through everything, you know, everywhere we go or whatever. Yeah. 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 And I love the chorus the song it's mm-hmm. the melody is yes. great that's awesome and just the like the the epicness of it because it oh i mean not quite they, they say words but... <laughs> yeah. everything everywhere yeah beautiful yeah one of my favorite moments from the album i think yeah. it's this chorus it's like a sort of like a, a high point i mean it's like right right in the middle of the right in the middle of the al- album yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a, a real a real high point for like keeping keeping you soaring, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. You've reached yeah. the top of the mountain, and now sort of time to descend, you know. Yeah. We'll say I I like this one. This is his this was his embracing whatever happens happens song, but I want you in my life type of thing. It's very much an Alex attitude. Hmm. What happens happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this song, you know, sort of the high point. And then it kind of drops down for the next one. The next one is a, is a, a much more somber song. Um, you wouldn't necessarily know that based on the title. The title is Orange Juice. Well, welcome back from that listen. This is one of my favorite songs. This is hands down my favorite from yeah, the album. This is hands good. down. Yeah, I and think it, I think it might be right. Yeah. It's, it's the uh, it's the fourth most popular song on Spotify right now by him. Um, and I actually checked the uh, the fifth most is All My Love. So that one's up there in the mm. most popular, but this one, um, it's obviously about some sort of, um, alcohol abuse that led to separation of some kind. I mean, there was a, there was a crash mentioned, so a car crash, mm-hmm. um, and people died. Um, but the, yeah. So I think, um, yeah, we kind of talked about it a little bit during the listening, but it kind of sounds like it could be between his parents. Yeah. Because I know that they did end up getting divorced. At least I'm like ninety percent sure I read that somewhere. So I don't want to just like be spent words in yeah. it or nothing. But um, so that would make sense because it says, uh, "See the graves as you pass through from a crash back in 02, so two thousand two, and he was born in ninety seven. So he would have been five. So he couldn't have been driving for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, if I had to guess. I think this is told from the perspective of his mom mm-hmm. talking to his dad. The whole following that line is the not when Nick on your finger, you just ask, ask me to hold you. Um, um, but it made you a stranger and filled you with anger. Now I'm third in the lineup to you, Lord and your savior. So, so it looks like someone came to the Lord in all this. Um, and then, but then there's still just like a separation. Um, later in the song he goes uh that my life has changed and this town has changed and you had not um don't you find it strange that you just went ahead and carried on so hmm it would make sense if this is him talking about his uh his parents um cuz i mean it could be it could be a lover i just i just don't see it um yeah. i sort of always thought that as I was listening to it, but then I'm, as I'm actually looking at it, and it's like our craft back in O two, it's like okay, you didn't have a lover when you were five. Yeah, no. the O two thing is kind of throwing me off. The which one? 
the O2. We were just oh, talking yeah. about the, the yeah. date, and I was like, that's a little young. Yeah. <laughs> and then the or- there's orange juice in the ch- in the kitchen bought for the children. I'm mm-hmm. not – I don't think he has kids. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like wrong, but. the dad left because, you know, split up. He was a drunk, got sober, and then I guess just didn't really – come back all that often like he did hence the we're just glad you could visit kind mm-hmm. of implying that it's not a very often yeah. occurrence mm-hmm. I, I do have a, a like a little bit of sort of connection with this song um, just because of some things that have happened in my life so but there was in the case in my life restoration which is um, you know praise the lord glad did that you happened, get a divorce so. No. <laughs> okay. No, no with uh, with pe- people I know with alcohol abuse. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of alcohol abuse, though, the next song doesn't involve alcohol, and it's called Strawberry Wine. This is a, it's quite an interesting song. I don't know exactly who, or I think it's a lover. I mean, I think well, I, yeah, I think it's a lover, but <laughs> I don't know. I think this might be sort of in the same vein as the last song, song, Maybe. song, <laughs> song. Um. I mean, we buried your bones in plywood. I'm, I'm just thinking maybe that's, could be. Parents, maybe. I mean, but, I think it makes more sense as a lover. Um, maybe not necessarily even his lover, but just like, someone mm. who died. I think maybe when he's saying we buried your bones in plywood, he's, speaking from the perspective of future him. Maybe if he was to lose her. Potentially, I don't uh, know. Okay. Or, I mean, maybe someone's dying and he he sees this coming because uh, with your head on my shoulders, strawberry wine, and all the time we used to have, those things I miss but know that I know are never coming back. Yeah. So. I mean, but I kind of feel like it has to be a lover, though, because the whole thing of, like, with your head on my shoulder. Well, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know if it's just, like, a lover from a d- different person's perspective. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I, I do mm-hmm. think it's a lover. So I, I'm, like... 70% sure it's, it might be him but yeah is it so it's 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 a lover right but is it somebody that died or is it just because the relationship ended I mean he does use a lot of like symbolic imagery yeah not speaking like literally so I think it would be safe to say that he's not saying someone literally died yeah. you know? like yeah. love leaves like, little I think runway I think it's just that the relationship ended and it's bittersweet yeah yeah. Which like just as far as the song goes, this isn't my favorite from the album. Yeah, because sort of like musically, it's kind of it's just not it's it's kind of boring compared to the the previous songs. Yeah, and like there's not a whole lot going for it. Like not to say that a simple acoustic song can't be good. I just don't think he really does anything that really sets the song apart. And kind of furthermore, along with that, this is kind of going over ground he's already tread i feel like and mm. like a relationship that's gone away in that yeah. whole scenario yeah i feel like he does he does do a lot of with um with relationships mm-hmm. not as much as other people i will say there, that is there very are true. a lot of other people who do all of yep. their songs relationships where he has some that are like the previous song yeah like yeah. like orange juice um like come over um yeah a later one that we'll we'll touch on you oh. know so and, and stick season it's not necessarily just about relationship because it has the whole thing about how you know you're just depressed because the season yeah. 
it's, it's seasonal great. affective disorder. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, this one isn't necessarily my favorite. Yeah. It's, well, okay. I'm going to say it. it's not my favorite song either. You know, it's, it's lower on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a little slower and, uh, the end is a pretty, not much is going on. It's just him going. Yeah. And he kind of just repeats for a while and it's, it, then it ends and it's like, were you going somewhere with this kind of thing? Yeah. Interesting line though. If I were empty space and you were a, sh- a formless shape, we'd fit. So yeah, that one that one makes you think. You know, it does. What do you think it means? Well, I think that he feels empty, and he wants something to fill it. Yeah. And like I've been saying, he's looking for a just a human relationship to fill it with, where he he actually needs something much mm-hmm. more. So. Yeah. Breaking news: You are an empty void. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That needs to be filled. Yeah, so like like I said, not my not my favorite song. I, I I think it's I think it's nice and relaxing. You know, it's nice to. It is kind of a good break. Yeah, I just wish you would have mm, put more into it. I guess it just it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot in it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the the second half of the the songs are pretty pretty slow, mm. um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think the everywhere everything had a really really huge high point, which is great. Yeah. Um, so you're kind of like going down the slope now, headed towards the end, looking towards the end. But I feel like this one kind of just like maybe stalls you a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like an intermission almost. I don't know if he intended it for that for it to be that way, but it kind of feels like that. Because I mean, it's got a pretty decent size, like sort of interlude near at mm. the end of the song. So. Yeah. Yeah. But moving on, we have our next song, "Growing Sideways." And this one does have an explicit label, so I, oh, I, th- boy. I think it I think it <laughs> might just be one word. It doesn't matter. We're gonna listen to it, so Alrighty. This song I don't like that much. It's alright. Yeah. I think it's better than the last song. Yeah. I still still don't like that much. Um obviously it's him talking about his problems. Yep. <laughs> this one isn't necessarily a uh, him talking about a lover, which is, I think is good. I think it's good that it, it is just not another song about another lover, you know, that sort of thing. Um, first one he's talking about is uh, sort of his mental health problems. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting how he starts on, starts on a so. So I, you know, it's sort of like that's mm. usually what you don't, you don't have that normally at the start of like a paragraph, you know. I think he's kind of using a story. this song as like a sequel to his previous songs. Like with all the previous songs, he's talking about like his issues and whatnot. And so he's beginning the song. So I took my medication. Yeah. So yeah. He, I mean, the last, I mean, the last two ones, it's like maybe a lover that died or a lover that just didn't work out. And then the one yeah. before that, um, he's talking about his, his parents. The one before that was talking about, I think COVID the one before that i think was come over so he's talking about family trauma family trauma because in this one he's talking about um you know i'm still angry at my parents for their parents did to them so generational hurt that happens mm. um and then him talking about ignoring things and moving sideways it's like when you ignore things you don't move on yeah you just stay in the same place but you think you're moving it's sort of like um you're moving but you're not going anywhere yeah have you seen um you know those like loading bars on the games, yeah, they're like they they get they're like eighty percent and they stop. I, I I saw this one this one picture. 
Um, it was like it showed it from a different perspective, and it had a line, and then just a a line going uh, perpendicular to that one, going like like it would be going straight towards the screen. So it's like it is moving, but it's moving straight towards mm-hmm. you, and that's why it doesn't look like it's moving. Okay, that <laughs> a little bit of route trail, but that reminds me of this Reddit forum where they were tasking each other with who could come up with the worst designed volume control system. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. One of them was like you had to mail in a form to change the volume. <laughs> it was it was incredible. Here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. Look, so it like stops because it has to Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll put a link to that down below. Yeah. There's gonna be so many links on this video. There will be. Anyway. That's okay. Yeah. Homework, you guys. Homework. <laughs> Go ahead and click on every link that I said. Yeah, we're way. gonna have a quiz <laughs> at the end. Pop quiz. At the end. There's a, a little bit of a uh, narcissism. No. What's the one where you, where you don't care? Apathy. No. There's a dude. What? Like Neo. There's a dude. There's um. like a. What, I don't like, know what you're talking the about. The thing where you like, you just don't care anymore. Not apathy. No, nothing matters. That philosophy. Narcissism. No, no, or not? Uh, it, shoot, what's it called? That's why I already said. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. Because <laughs> you Nepotism? said it. No, shoot. Now I, all I can think of is narcissism. Now, dang it. Nihilism. 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 That's, yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of nihilism here and apathy in this song. Yeah. Um, a little bit later. Um, I think it's this. This be the bridge. And if all my time was wasted, I don't mind. I'll watch it go. It's better to die numb than feel it all, mm. which is almost an exact contrast to the song "Stubborn Love" by Lumineers, where where they go, um, "It's better to feel pain than nothing at all." The opposite of love's indifference. Mm, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. It's literally like an exact contrast. Well, like, which yeah. I think it's so funny. As we're listening to this, I'm like, somebody's bottling up their emotions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did say it. I think in an earlier song that he was. I think that he was bottling emotions. Well, Somewhere in one of the beginning songs, I think like, you said that. Bottling emotions only works until that one thing happens and it pushes you over the edge and then everything comes out. Yep, you can only well, fit so much in that bottle. Well, I mean, he sort of does put say it in this one. I divvied up my anger into 30 separate parts, keep the bad in my liver and the rest around my heart. Right, but the, yeah. the whole in my liver, that that like kind of equates to he drinks away his problems. Right? And so like when he's not doing something to distract him, they're there. It's not like they've gone away. Mm-hmm. They're still there. But he, he's self-medicating with with alcoholic beverages and whatever else he can do to distract him from that. Mm-hmm. And in the end, that, that doesn't work out at all. Yeah. I mean, he's running on empty. He literally says, if my engine works perfect on empty, I guess I'll drive. It's like, yeah. It's like if, you, if your car runs without oil, eventually it's not going to run anymore. Yeah. Because you're going to blow up your engine. Mm-hmm. That literally just happened to one of my friend's friends. His car blew up. And it's like a, a car he just got. What thing? Yeah. A friend's friend. You don't That's know. poor stewardship. No, but like what? Oh, goodness. He didn't, he didn't put, he was like, oh yeah, I didn't put oil in it. What did so. you expect to happen? If you don't <laughs> yeah. eat healthy, you're not gonna, you know. Yeah, if you, don't, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't build your costume for Halloween, you're not gonna have a costume. Yeah. Speaking of Halloween, that's the next song. Wasn't that a great transition? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to that listen. Yet another slower song. I kind of like this one. It's got some good good imagery in there. A lot of um, uh, wreckage imagery, you know. 
It's like the, the ash of the home that started the fire and starts to return to the earth. Like he's not actually, you know, he's not actually an arsonist. Well, I hope not. He, I don't he, think so. he, he did a <laughs> he did crash a car during his valet job, which is interesting. I was looking up his uh his like biography and he he, he um <laughs> he he lost a a job at a valet um at, as a valet at a hotel because he crashed a car. <laughs> Dang, just calling him out. <laughs> Yeah, the first job he ever had. Oh. So, how do you get that as your first job? Dang, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, so I think it's it's uh talking about once again talking about a lover who's come and gone, sort of haunting him, sort of, because um, it's like it's not Halloween, but the ghost you dressed up as sure knows how to haunt. Um, mm. So there's a murder of crows in the low, low light of Boston, and I see your face in each one. So it's a lot of like, I'm I'm still seeing you even though you're not there. So yeah, yeah. It's not my favorite song. More relationship stuff. Yeah, more relationship stuff. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but yeah, I think the the connection between the two lines, a song for the grave that I dug. There's a murder of crows in the low light of Boston. It's a great, the great having those two lines back to back with like the murder of crows, and the grave. Nice uh, thematic consistency there, because yeah. obviously it's not actual murder, because <laughs> murder of crows is a group of crows, for all those who don't know. Mm. Yeah. All in all, I think this song is just talking about the how she's no longer with him, and the memory of her is just continuing to haunt him, mm. even though it's not Halloween. The wreckage and the sadness that that brings to him. Yeah drinking his uh, days with a coastal longshoreman. I don't know what a longshoreman is, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, he did say in an earlier song he was going to drink himself till his friends came back in December. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, just later in the song he says, I drink till I drown, I smoke till I'm burning. Mm. A, longshore, a longshoreman is a person employed in a port to load and unload ships. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, because he says he's, he's sailing away. It's like I'm getting away from my problems. I'm, Come uh, sail away. Come sail le- away. Leaving this town, changing my address. I know that she'll come if you want, but he knows that she'll yeah. come. Because she's gone. Yeah, he's sailing away. But you know what happens when you sail away and you leave your home? Eventually you get homesick. Which is the next song in the album. Homesick. Yeah. So the song kind of breaks up the uh the slow songs a bit it's uh as an electric guitar yeah and a guitar solo yeah and language so (laughs) (laughs) i think the uh language is a little unnecessary in the song just because i don't know i feel like it is um i don't necessarily have the same stance as clayton does with language as songs but you know you can believe whatever you want yeah, well it's fair <laughs> well, i guess you can't believe whatever you want well i guess you can but not everything's right that you believe um anyway yeah uh, <laughs> he's talking about sort of sort of similar to northern attitude talking about his hometown talking about how people there kind of make it seem better than it is you know every every photo here is taken for the summer not mm. acknowledging the the gray seasons and the the grayness of life it's like and then the whole some guy here won, won an olympic gold eight years ago a distance runner it's like this place is great motivation for anyone trying to move out of <laughs> out of new england yeah or, or hibernation i guess 
I think it's great how he uses the uh, the title, that uh, a typical phrase, and spins it on its head and means it like literally. Yeah, like he, that, like he's... I'm sick of home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like wanting to go back home. So, yeah, yeah, I'm tired of dirt roads that are named after high school grandfathers. It's like yeah. <laughs> I want to name the road like not John Smith Avenue or whatever. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is the one time I can overgeneralize. Everyone in New England is me. Yeah. And oh, this is this is that's totally time. not wrong for me to say. That. <laughs> Similar to the, uh, forgive my northern attitude. I was raised out in the cold, and then this one is the. I'm mean because I grew up in New England. Mm. So two little lines that kind of, kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of similar. It's like yeah. a. It's sort of like an inclusio, somewhat. It's like it's like a callback sort of. Kind of is yeah. To the northern attitude. Yeah. Not, which I don't think is bad because it's like the first song. It's like the intro. This is what the second last song, uh, third last third, song. Third last song. Yeah. yeah, there's two more after this one. So I, still, I, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's still two songs after this this song, and uh, the next one, the second last song is still. Yet another great song because it's by Noah Khan, <laughs> not Kahan. No way. <laughs> yeah, this one. Is a I think a, a great displaying of his uh, falsetto. Also, mm. I didn't say it earlier, but the "Come Over" is another as another great one, where yeah. he he, he um, has songs that are in falsetto and he does a great great tone. Yeah, um, and he sings very well in falsetto. It's kind of I do not so. This kind of brings me back to I think it was Northern Attitude when he used a lot of like the uh, second person talking yeah. i think he's using the same thing with this to talk about like well, i think just loss mm-hmm. i don't i don't think this one is about a lover yeah it, it kind of sounds like someone died mm-hmm. yeah i'm not sure quite who is being talked about it's clear that he is reminiscing on this time when this person was around mm-hmm. and he does not want them to leave the first thing that came into my mind from hearing this is that like this sounds like someone talking to their mother but I don't think his mom's dead yeah yeah that's what I kind of thought I don't know, I don't, exactly I don't know what that line means I tried uh, looking see. it up to get context not that line but like what it meant if you looked like at somebody like that and I was like I don't I don't, I don't know, know <laughs> the exact it's very vague and I feel like it could mean a lot of things yeah mm. so I'm not sure Maybe with admiration or like awe, or it could be person, out of fear as well. It could be. Mm-hmm. Well, I, w- I would assume if it, if it's like, it could be fear if, if they're going downhill and, and it is about a, a, a true death, or it could be you know maybe they've made it through so much already that it's it's kind of shocking that they're still around. Mm. It's a pretty sad song, you know. It makes it, I guess it could sort of connect to anyone in a way yeah. who's either going through a death or a loss or disconnect. Well, that's that second or, person. Yeah. And it, and it kind of just like makes you think it's like, mm. I mean, anyone could sing those lyrics. It's like, it's, if it's like, I'm still here with you. And then yeah. I don't want to say goodbye. Anyone could sing that for any situation where there is loss or disconnection or something. Discontentment. Else. Yeah along those lines I think I think it's a it's a good one I think um, 
As far as the slower stuff's going, um, I think this is one of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think orange juice is the best, but yeah, yeah. But well, I think orange juice is a little more energy than this. So. <laughs> a little more what? More energy than this. Well, song. yeah, but it's still one of the slower ones. No, that's like fair. compared to like homesick. Yes. Oh, homesick. Okay, well, compared to this is all slow for me. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, th- I, th- I think it's a great second to closer. But as we uh, we move along, let's go ahead and look at our closer. The last song in the album, The View Between Villages. Well, what a great last song in the in the album. I think it's a it's a great one. It has some callbacks. Um, and there's a line in there that I actually only just realized what it was actually saying because like I was talking earlier really about how he kind of he kind of doesn't necessarily say everything super clearly when he sings. So I thought he said something along the lines of the depth of my fog or something along those lines where he actually says the death of my dog. So I think that, um, as we're talking about the last song, I think that's the, the death that what still Mm. is talking about because he, he goes from homesick talking about wanting to leave the death of his dog and then this one where he's leaving because mm. you, you see him um, past Algebra Road. I'm over the bridge. He's leaving home. I'm in it from home, but I feel so far from it, you know. Yeah. Um, and now he's in between villages heading away to another village. He's in, in between. Um, yeah. All the things I lost here, all the people I knew, they got me surrounded for a mile or two. Um, and then he says the car's in reverse. It's like... I'm gripping the wheel back between villages and everything's still which way do I go sort of like mm-hmm. like I'm I'm on my way out but then I'm like huh do I do I do I leave everything behind me yeah um yeah I, I really really like this song um it also um something I think that was keeping him there earlier was the dogs because mm. he says um in all my love uh you got all my love, and it's still out here with the pills and the dogs. Wind chill this year, so he's gotcha. at that point. He still had the dogs. That makes sense. Um, and, mm-hmm. and you know the medication and that kind of thing. And then this one, it's like the, the dog, unfortunately, is no longer there. So, yeah, that was the last straw. Yeah, the last tie. Which I think, like the town, like in the context of this song, the town is kind of like a metaphor for his himself the like brokenness of it all and that now that like he doesn't have that attachment anymore he's free to go off and do other things Mm -hmm. he's not tied down anymore yeah and so i think this song is probably like lyrically the most important song on the album because everything every all the previous songs have like this general like uh i guess like nihilistic tone to yeah. it I mean a lot of them do yeah yeah and then this song just kind of like at the very end he's like now like like he says uh, near the beginning he's talking about how um, feel the rush of blood I'm 17 again not scared of death I've got dreams yeah, again that's the line yeah um, there's meaning on earth I'm happy mm-hmm. when I mean I feel like a lot of people especially guys can relate to driving fast on a road yep. and just wind, wind in your hair your breath in your lungs and you're just flying and you're just Whew, it's thrilling. It's not yeah. safe, and it's not necessarily the wisest decision, so I wouldn't recommend it. But it's fun. 
<laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I think the part where he says, I've got dreams again, is very important because in a lot of, in multiple of the previous songs, he mentions like not having dreams or not being able to follow his dreams because mm. he just doesn't have something. But now he's like, I, I've got dreams again. I can follow them. Yeah. It's better to, to die than to, to feel it all and yeah. growing sideways. So, yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what the as the last of the bugs leave their homes again. I don't know if that's talking about people leaving their homes after COVID or if that's talking about. I think it's just like, meaning going or like, into it's like springtime. I think it's just meaning something like the seasons. Springtime, like bugs are coming out of hibernation or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. how we see. I think so. Yeah. I thought like, it was just the change of seasons. Yeah. And I think also the the seasons play into the metaphor too as long with along with the town like six seasons implying that it's the entire albums through like the winter which is the most prevalent time of uh seasonal affective disorder and so the springtime is kind of like a metaphor for when things are getting brighter mm. and he is now like quote-unquote free yeah it's like uh he's almost like the uh there's like nothing matters nihilism and then there's like nothing matters you know absurdism <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i feel like he's sort of stepping into absurdism mm-hmm. um because he, he has hope but in things that you know won't last sort of yeah so yep which kind of going like back to what i just said a second ago how like seasonal affective disorder is generally going through like the the winter but did you know that the the month that most suicides happen in is April? I think April. Hmm. Because people are dealing with sad all through the winter. And they think, oh, when spring comes, things will be better. And then when they get to April, spring's here. And they're like, things aren't better. And then that's when they make the decision to do it. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people out here with this idea that, like, like they know it has that, like, oh, things are better in the summer. When in reality, they're not. It looks brighter in the future when you're in the winter, but in reality, you're still dealing with the same problems. And I think that's sort of where Noah's at, where he's not, he hasn't addressed his problems yet. He's still dealing with this emotional void that he has in his soul. And he's, now he's lost the things that he doesn't, that he used to fill it with. So he's now trying to fill it with something else and he's free trying to find that thing. And if he doesn't fill it with the right thing, he's just going to be back where he was again. Yeah, this album is a great look at like a lot of different perspectives for a lot of different lost people. Like it gives like the relationship side of things, the mm. um, alcohol abuse and how that can cause trauma and hurt and pain, and then you know the death of a dog, the death of you know a lover or the loss of a lover, and just so much, um, so much loss and so much of people putting their hope in things that die off and fall short. A good look into Noah and I guess culture in a way. Yeah. And how a lot of people are just lost. So Yep. Mm-hmm. We are well humanity itself is just completely lost. Yep. I forget who said it, but like Yeah, I don't remember who said it, but someone some someone said that humanity isn't trying to find happiness we're looking for purpose i think that fits perfectly along with this that like 
we're looking to belong somewhere and nowhere on earth do we belong because we are not made for earth Mm -hmm. we're made for something greater well i think it's a uh despite some of the theological flaws of this album i think it's an incredible (laughs) album i mean i love it is great i love folk music i mean this is like my my jam like i've listened to this countless times i couldn't tell you how many times i've listened to it spotify will tell me how many times i've listened to it at the end of the year (laughs) but uh when december rolls around yeah then that's when santa comes to town yeah um so i yeah i think i am slowly getting into folk music i'm glad to hear yeah and i i was i was a part of it yeah yeah well it started with uh cleopatra by the lumineers that's a great album yeah yeah it is a good album yeah lumineers have got some good stuff too Mm-hmm. Sim- similar similar sound but different yeah i mean it's like one guy versus well i guess a band <laughs> yeah i mean no no it does have like a band sort of but that's fair so thank you all for listening um before you head on out go ahead and check out noah's uh he's, he's got some like instrumental ones that mm. he has like in it with a live like a live recording thing kind of thing he yeah. does one for orange juice and i think a couple of his other songs and they're very good um they've got like a different sound um and his voice is like a little bit different because it's live um so yeah go ahead and I'd, I'd suggest checking those out if you haven't followed our instagram yet i'd go ahead and drop a follow over there so you can get so you can stay tuned for for everything that is to be announced and released and all that kind of sort of stuff all the fun stuff all the fun stuff yeah and also for next week when we go through uh, the sound of separation, I am requiring you to read the lyrics because you will not understand sixty percent of them. So yes, yeah. read the lyrics. It's like <laughs> it's like we went. We, we're, we're getting harder with understanding lyrics. Like NF, pretty easy to understand. Yeah, <laughs> great, great lyrics, but yeah. pretty pretty easy to understand. Noah yeah. Cahan, he slurs sometimes. Um, isn't necessarily slurs. the most clear. <laughs> slurs, slurs. No, not slurs. <laughs> <laughs> he slurs slurs his words together sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not Gosh. not the other thing. Yeah, so and yes. then this next one where it's supposed to be intelligent. If you can fully understand <laughs> here, if you can fully understand one of the screamo songs and write it out word for word, then you don't have to listen watch the lyrics. But yes, you need to watch the lyrics because you will not be able to do that. So yes. listen to the songs this week, read the lyrics, and yeah. Anything else, boys? I think that's it. Alrighty. Well, I will see you all next week. Or they will too. We'll see you all next week. Nope, Caleb's doing an episode by himself (laughs) (laughs) on an album he's never listened to. (laughs) And happy Cinco de Mayo because we're recording this on Cinco de Mayo. We always record on holidays. Yeah. Let's go. Easter, Cinco de Mayo. All All right. right. Christmas episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to to episode 13, Mm. not 12. We're teenagers I need to change a file name. Anyway, thank you all for listening. (laughs) See you next week. Asta ceviche. Thank you.